Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I'd like to say, we are back. Hooray! I know you're all really pleased. Uh, I am Sam, and I'm joined again by my friend Matt. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I, I'm relatively okay, mate. I think I've just about got over the uh, the shambles of the weekend, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Shambles at the weekend? Oh, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so far gone no. that you've actually forgotten about it, haven't you? I, I genuinely no idea. I mean, um, the lads are in Barcelona having a nice break with their families. Um, so they're they're doing a bit of training. Uh, I mean, we got the Champions League draw coming up. I, I don't know about anything else. Yeah, I, I like it, mate. I like it's normally me the one that has yeah. to bring the positivity to it. But you're 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 the one doing it, and I'm yeah, quite le- less positivity, more solid in denial. I <laughs> yeah. think it's the, like the that, overall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, hello everybody. Welcome. Uh, I. One of the things I've noticed since doing the podcast is if Tottenham lose, our listener numbers take a dive. Yeah. Now, typically, we all kind of... I understand that, because the last thing I want to do is think or talk about Tottenham if we're having a bad run. Yeah. You kind of just want to go, do you know what, I'm going to leave that over there and shake it off, and I'm going to go play with the kids or do whatever, you know, just something different. So, I, I do get it. However... Um, I've noticed our listener numbers are actually bumping now after a defeat. Okay. And I, I think it might be the our theory of the kind of collective therapy sessions yes. that we've been having. Exactly. Which is kind of like this, do you know what, I'm going to give it a few days <laughs> and then and then I'm just going to shake it off. Uh, I'm going to sit down and have a chat. So, um, yeah, if, if you're joining us today and you're kind of like, do you know what, I really don't want to hear any more. <laughs> this crap we're not going to talk about it we're going to focus on different things uh, we're just going to chat focus forward because you can't change the past absolutely so, absolutely. so let's, let's keep looking forward and, and keep doing it in a kind of hopeful way uh, and to that end we are going to open this week's podcast it was missing last week uh, mostly due to time constraints but this week it is back and it is Matt Stats <laughs> Now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Yeah, I felt really, di- I felt disappointed that I left, let the fans down last week, mate, with the match stats. So I'll hopefully yep. come back with a with a vengeance with them. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and I, and I, like. on the theme of being positive as well, I thought yep. I'd talk about um, Europe and how well well we're doing in Europe at the moment, yeah. which is brilliant. So. Um, after the 1-0 win over Dortmund, uh, Hugo Lloris uh, made his 49th European appearance to Spurs, yeah. which means he's now third on the all-time appearance list, which isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, top of the tree is Steve Perryman on 64. Second nice. is a quite an interesting one, actually. Aaron Lennon. Yeah. If you knew that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, 50... He was with us a long time. Yeah, that's quite a surprise. Yeah, yeah. that's all, of all time as well. It's not just yeah. like the last 20 years, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, let's face it. We we've not been a a club basked in European glory for a no, long time. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, Perriman, yeah, but Aaron Lennon being next—that yeah. is a surprise. But the fact that Hugo's third, I think, suggests that it is a recent thing that we yeah. are continuously in Europe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And okay. and and behind him, hot on the heels, only an appearance behind him are both Kane and Vertonghen on forty-eight. So they're fourth. Ah, oh, nice. You've got uh, Moussa Dembele. Every time I see him, a little kind of little hint of sadness falls into my mind. You know, and how much but I miss that guy. We're we're looking forward, not back. Sorry, man. sorry. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Look, I'm talking about the legend that was Moussa Dembele on forty four. Oh, yeah. Nice guy. And then Ericsson on forty one makes up the, the top six, <coughs> which isn't too bad. Now I know uh, quite a lot was made of it. I know we did post on our page as well about the most European goal scored, and Kane obviously took the lead yeah. outright. Uh, yeah. with his goal which puts him on 24 obviously hot on the heels behind him Defoe on 23 then you've got uh, Falco Gilzine and Peters on 13 um, yeah. and then Berbatov behind him on 12 now this will surprise you so this this is obviously the 6th highest uh, uh, European goal scored by a player it's, jo- it's shared by two players uh, 
was it Bobby Smith, wasn't it? it was, I forget the, yeah, 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 Bobby Smith. Who do you yeah. think shares it with him? And this might surprise you. Uh, is it a recent player? Yeah, or like he's, he's, still, he's still he still plays for us, yeah. He still plays for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and scores goals? Not so much recently. <laughs> Christian Eriksen? No, Eric Lamella. <laughs> All people. <laughs> wow, really? Oh, actually, yeah. I mean, he used to tear it up in the Europa. Yeah, with his... his what would they call it? The Rabona. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I think counts for five goals. It does, yeah, there yeah, you go. That's yeah, why he's Officially, I think it does, yeah. <laughs> that did surprise me, that one. but um... <laughs> Didn't it ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, I think we, we, especially when we was in the Europa League, we tended to play, say, you know, I'm not saying uh, Lamella's a weaker player, but players that no. possibly, you know, didn't play, weren't in the first 11. Got well, that, game, that, so. that's, how, that's how Harry Kane got his start yeah, for us, absolutely, really. absolutely, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's those two stats. And I thought what I'll talk about now, obviously with with the with the draw being tomorrow. Um, yep. I found this thing called the Euro Club Index, the ECI. Sorry, mate. Just before you go any further, go uh, there's a there's a draw tomorrow. What's that for? Sorry, it's for the Champions League, mate. The quarterfinals. Oh, the, the, so that's the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League, which is the premier club competition in the world, I believe. Yes, and I so also only, do only believe the, that we win that draw. <laughs> Yeah, only the very best teams, would you say, make it this oh, far in the Champions League? Yeah, you've got to be something special, haven't you, to, to make it this yeah. far? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're from North London, let's say, and you support a team from North London, or at least in North London, even if you're not originally from North London, and you make it to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, that must mean that you're you're a big deal. Yeah, I'd say so, definitely. When, when, when do you reckon was the last time a team from North London made made the quarterfinals? I reckon it might have been that the same North London team that were in the quarterfinals this time, I think. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that, because there's this debate over which team's the, the better team, and oh. I just don't... You think with a... I was going to say, well, you think with a fact like that, Sam, it wouldn't be a debate, would it? No, no. It's it's odd that people debate that. Perhaps perhaps it's due to parentage. Oh, I, I possibly, don't know. Yeah. You know it's, it's what happens when cousins marry. But anyway, <laughs> mate, you, 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 were, you were talking. <laughs> on that you note. You were talking about, yeah. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. So it's called the Euro Club Index, the ECI, yeah. okay? Now, it's, it's based on the, the expected level of sporting success, and they sort of derive it from historic and actual sporting results. Now, <laughs> it, it's very scientific, and if anyone's yeah. interested enough to go onto the website, the Euro Club Index website, they actually show the formula, and it is like, what's that, that film, Matt Damon's film? I always remember there's like the, the whole uh, blackboard of formulas. Oh, right, yeah. This yeah, is what yeah, this right, looks right, like, yeah. right? So there's, they're, they're, this is, it's very scientific. I mean, the only thing I, I do worry about when you come to uh, putting scientific formulas into football is that football's not a logical kind of... No. Uh, and without wanting to dwell on the disappointment of the weekend, that didn't make any logical sense after the result against Dortmund. So I'm no. very cautious, but at the same time, these guys have obviously spent a lot of time uh, working these things out, okay? I, I believe the result of the weekend in scientific parlum yep. was uh, something uh, to do with the Spursy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the formula. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe it was something to do with that. It's, um, y, it's y over Spurs minus two. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's Spurs plus y, the, I believe, <laughs> the actual formula. That's it, yes, is, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Very simple, yeah. but very... very yeah, it's, it's a simple formula, and yet it's... <laughs> boggling to me <laughs> but yeah yeah um th- there there is definitely a formula there that most Spurs fans go yeah i recognize that I recognize yeah that one, yeah, yeah. So with with this, it basically gives you like a a list of the obviously the, the top team and the one that's expected to to have the most success, yeah. and obviously it goes down from there. Now I thought that was, I thought it'd be quite interesting to look at because obviously yeah. with with the draw tomorrow. Um, you know we've we've got obviously a potential seven op- potential opponents now. Yep. One a Barcelona, which I don't think many people can argue about. They're they're top of the ECI. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep. And then you've got Juve the second, uh, Man City that are third. Now, interestingly, <laughs> the next three are all out of the out of the champion out of the competition now. So you've got Bayern that are fourth, PSG yeah. that are fifth, and Real Madrid that are sixth. Yeah. Uh, then Liverpool seventh, and then Atletico got knocked out by Juve eighth. Uh, Man United uh, ninth, Chelsea yeah. who uh, aren't even in the competition are tenth, no. and we're eleventh in the uh, in the table. Really? Yes. So we're we're above Ajax. Uh, we are. Ajax are actually twentieth in in the table. 
and yeah, Porto. I could, are... I could live to be a hundred and probably couldn't work this formula. Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's it's, yeah. it's it's much more complicated than Spurs have a wide. Trust me. No, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, and then you got Porto. The other, obviously, the other couple are in it. They're they're fourteenth in the table. So, uh, yeah. based on this very scientific uh, yeah. table. We want Ajax or Porto in the next round. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I want Ajax anyway. That's that's what I want. Not because I think there'd be an easy tie, but just because of the link between the clubs and it's a night out in Amsterdam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, I, I'd, yeah. I'd love it if we got them because I, I'd 100% try my absolute best to get to that game, you know, and like say, yeah. a night out in Amsterdam as well. But it's that thing, isn't it, with, um, you know, the amount of ex-players we've got, that, oh, sorry, the amount of players we've got yeah. that are ex-Ajax yeah. players. They must yeah. be... They genuinely must be desperate to get Ajax, mustn't they? Because yeah, I, th- to go I think back they'd to their love ground. to. Yeah, I, I really mean, think uh, so. And, and it'd be great for the um, the Ajax lads to get a look at their new stadium for next yeah, season. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the light and that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, De Jong will try his best to get out that Barcelona move, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, why would he, he want to go to the, the club that's won on the ECI when he can go yeah, to the ECI? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why, why win trophies and earn all that money living in a beautiful city like yeah. Barcelona? I mean, come on. Well, how dull is that? Absolutely, yeah. I'm completely with yeah, you, Sam. Boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, they're, they're my uh, they're my match stats for the uh, for the week, mate. But, um, oh, I like it. Yeah, I just uh, you know it's obviously talking about uh, who we're going to get. I know you said you wanted IX, but if you've got any thoughts on um, who I'd like to avoid, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what, let's, what's, what's your take on the whole draw tomorrow? What? Um, it's the first draw in the Champions League, which is a free draw, I think. So mm. basically, you can draw anybody. Mm. Um, I, I'd like to avoid English teams, not because I necessarily fear them. Uh, although, don't get me wrong, they're they're good sides. Um, it's more just we're in Europe. I'd rather draw. A European team. Yeah. Uh, I know it sounds stupid, but we play all the others all the blooming time. You know, if we were to draw Man City, we'd be playing them in the league and playing them in the champion. It'd be kind of dull. That, that kind of sucks for me. Um, so I'd like us to avoid the English teams, and as long as we do that, I'm kind of happy. Um, uh, Barcelona, I'd probably like to avoid because we played them in the group stage. So again, we've played them recently. We've done that. Um, Juventus again, uh, even with Ronaldo, I. There's part of me that thinks we could turn them over because we're angry about what happened last year. Yeah, sure. Um, and we've we've shut Ronaldo up a couple of times when he was at Madrid in Europe. So you know, I, I think we could. Uh, don't get me wrong; he still scored in both the games, but yeah, um, yeah. we 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 won them <laughs> or yeah. drew and won. So um, you know, I'd feel okay with Juventus. Uh, it'd be it'd be a good measure of our improvement or or where we are. Uh, Ajax I'd love for, for all the reasons of the links and Porto I'd quite like simply because our academy side just got knocked out by their academy side again for the second year in a row which is driving me insane um, <laughs> It was 2-0 so wasn't it the result? Yeah, yeah. It, was great. it was disappointing because we've had injuries hit us in the striker department like it's bizarre. You you get injuries throughout a season and everything like that, but we got four lads in the academy at different age groups who are good, recognised strikers. And the minute we loaned Harrison and Sterling out from the under-23s, they've dropped like flies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, oh, great, we got these young lads come through, we'll loan these two senior ones out, so, you know, the under-23... And we've had to field, for the last couple of games, midfielders as strikers for both the under-23s and the under-18s. Yeah, sure. Which is mad, and then we even got a kid in on loan from Notts County. <laughs> well, not on loan, on trial, and he scored two goals for the under eighteen. So, but he's under contract in Notts County, so we'll have to agree a few of them if we want to sign him. But sure. Yeah, it just yeah, it hurts. Our academy side should have beaten Porto yesterday, and with Troy Parrott up front, I genuinely believe we would have done. Mm. So yeah, it hurts a little bit, but that's that football. That's what happened. So yeah, if we drew them. I'd quite like it. Uh, I haven't been to Portugal in a long time as well, so I'd love to love to do that. So, so if we, so you, you fancy a trip out? You're going to see if you can get a ticket for the. Uh... If um, if we draw, if we draw Porto, yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, I, I genuinely don't think I'm allowed back in Amsterdam, which is a complete <laughs> side story. I'm not talking about on a podcast. Um, so as much as I'd love to get that draw, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can go. <laughs> um, yeah, so. The rest of the, the rest of it, like Juventus and stuff like that, I mean, it'd just be insane to try and get tickets. And to be honest with you, looking at how some of the fans got treated when they were in Barcelona, um, I know you you had a fun experience getting away from Barcelona. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but Porto, I, it's one of those things. Where I just like it to be a European team, not an English team. Mm, no, I completely agree. And like talking about, I know obviously, like we we did a podcast on my uh, trials and tribulations in my Barcelona yeah. trip. But the actual, um, I mean, I know it's only it's only an, uh, it's sort of a, it's a, it's my anecdotal story. You know, it's not obviously yeah. uh, what has happened to everybody. But me personally, I had, I had no I had no I didn't feel kind of intimidated at any point. Like you know, I, I think I, I, I said on that podcast that we did when yeah. when you heard you heard the um heard us in the square and everyone was sort of singing Spurs yeah. songs and stuff and I had a great time but you, you you do hear some some sort of horror stories don't you you know yeah which... I mean the the official supporters trust for example were in because I think you were sat in front of where the Tottenham fans were yeah I was in, I was in the home section just, a, just in yeah. front of them yeah yeah and the the actual I mean the, there are videos and there's so many accounts I mean and and UEFA have actually sanctioned Barcelona over it. I mean they were beating the crap out of some of our fans for nothing mm, mm. um they just waded into them stewards with bats which you know it's just why the hell do they have them no, yeah it's no need <laughs> um there, there's no need for it at all and it it just uh, situations like that can get out of hand so quickly, especially when you've got that many people rammed into these spaces. But um, uh, regardless, I yeah, just avoid the English teams. If we get a nice European draw, uh, decide to be motivated. Um, it's a great distraction from other crap that's going on. And we're going to be playing whoever we draw in our new stadium. Yeah, absolutely, of course. I mean, I, it's, it's a difficult one for me as well because like, I... I... I'm really torn because I, I look, I'm not saying Porto's a gimme. I'm not saying that they're they're a no. quality side, but at the same time, you kind of fancy us against Porto, obviously more than sort of Juventus or or Barcelona. But yeah. but at the same time, you know, if we did draw them, which I I think I'd be quite pleased about, and went on to beat them. We're st- you know we're still going to get a different. There's going to yeah. be no avoiding a tough draw no. in the semis. If we're going to win no. this, cha- if we're going to win this competition, yeah. we're going to have to face some of the big clubs. But yeah. I, I I get what you mean about the English clubs, and I I don't personally want us to get any of the English clubs. And for the same reason you said, it's like almost hmm. like it'd be like a domestic cup game. Yeah. But but yeah. but also, I mean, you, you look back. There there have been some, you know, not obviously not with us being involved, but there have been some great uh, like sort of knockout stage games yeah. between English clubs really yeah. memorable ones like you know yeah. like the Chelsea Liverpool ones come to mind with me as well yeah. and obviously you had the Chelsea Man United final didn't you as well so yeah. it, it, we'll just see I mean I, I think I think we should just enjoy it and I'm sure you've got that too as well Sam let's yeah, just, yeah. Let's just have mean, fun it, whoever we get yeah. we get the, the thing that I've found with cup draws as well and it, you know you're talking about expectations you'd feel a lot more confident going into a game against Porto than you would if we drew Juventus. Yeah. I personally feel a lot more confident going into a game of Southampton than I did Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I, I know that just to illustrate that there is no kind of logic. It's the scientific Spurs plus Y equation. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it genuinely... Uh, so when I look at this, I kind of... I don't do that anymore. I used to do that all the time, which is like, oh, I want to draw them because we could get through to the next round. But to be honest with you, I've seen us come a cropper against sides that you look at on paper and go how in the hell have we not beaten them yeah, sure. and then gone and performed out of our brains against a team that you think are a, a superior outfit so yeah I, I kind of just go bring it on I'd like to avoid the English clubs for all the reasons I said but whoever really and it, and the fact this is going to be uh, whoever it is comes to our new stadium just makes it really special to me. You kind of want it to be a Juventus. Or yeah, something, you put, yeah. You know? From that point of view, you're probably right. Do you know what I, I was thinking, Sam? What we, what we will do? I've got an idea for a future uh, a, sec, a, a part section on our podcast yeah, now. Yeah. We should do to cheer people up because I know the, the the Southampton game was it is a rarity under Pochettino, isn't it? It's not one of yeah. those. And I hate I hate that way, Spursy. I always make like you know if, yeah. I, if we, we want. Uh, Facebook or whatever I just it, it makes me cringe but yeah. we need to I reckon what we should do is a section every, uh, every so often which basically the Spurs plus why uh, section you get your <laughs> get your voice over guy and we'll just talk about a real Spursy game from the past oh, <laughs> we just we, we, and that and that'll make us that'll make us I think even more happier for where we are now that we we are yeah. part of that that you know if we don't support the club in, in that in that particular I, time 
I think that section would go down great when we're winning. I, I think the minute we lose the game, all of a sudden people are fast forwarding that. I don't there you want go. to hear it. We'll, 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 we'll do it when next time. Next time we get a win, hopefully it'll come soon. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do that show. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, speaking of um, the next time we get a win, I mean, our next game is away at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, we played very well last night against Bayern Munich. Bowl accounts. I didn't watch the game, um, but I'm told they played very well. Very professional job. Uh, I think Byron didn't even look like scoring, so Liverpool helped them. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, our next game is at Anfield. Um, I, I, this is going to sound ridiculous. Liverpool are one of the best sides in the country this year. Them and Man City are uh, shoulders above everybody else. They really are. And But I don't... I, I genuinely go into that game feeling like we can win it. Yeah. I don't... Uh, the, the only team I we ever play against now, the only team who I feel is Man City. When we play Man City, I genuinely have that feeling like we used to have years ago playing against any of the top big sides, mm. which is if we can get a draw, I'll be really happy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, if we come away with a point, we've done bloody well. Um which which is a bit sad that there is that again because I mean it was only 3 or 4 years ago we'd smack Man City right Yeah, apart we used to do them the double over them every season. We beat them like yeah. 4 5 1 and then beat them their ground 2 3 nil. Yeah, That's quite um, recently. Yeah, I've got a friend who's a Man City fan, and they they refer to us as a bogey team. They hate us, yeah. um, but they loved us under AVB. Um, <laughs> he really likes to bring that up a lot, actually. He's, in fact, why is he my friend? He's a <laughs> I know he said something far worse. Um, but no, so genuinely going to Liverpool. I mean, everyone's kind of ready to jump off a bridge, and Tottenham fans are a little bit bipolar. Um, you know, we beat Dortmund and everyone was talking about, hey, we we're going to win the Champions League. And then we lose to Southampton and it's, oh, we're going to finish sixth and whoever we draw is going to hammer us. Yep. We go to Liverpool and win. I guarantee you they'll be back to, yay, the season's amazing. Everyone's yep. amazing. Yep, yep. Um, but if we lose, then it's, oh, I told you so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I've, I've I've become a little bit jaded with fans, which mm. which is bad, really. I I've always really enjoyed the interaction from our page. You know, fifty odd thousand fans, you'll get a great cross section of opinions. And even if I don't agree with some of them, at least it's, sometimes it's worthwhile reading. But when it's the same repetitive agenda driven crap every week, you you gotta look at it and go. You're not actually watching the games. You're not yeah. actually thinking about where we are, the progress we've made, or anything. Mm-hmm. You're just you've just got an opinion in your mind, and no matter what happens, you're applying it to mm-hmm. it. Like the Harry Winks thing was just a great example of that. He only passes backwards. Um, well, no, it doesn't. That's crap. That's that's not even that's not even an opinion anymore. That's actually just uh, it's it's wrong. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. So when people say it, it's not a case of oh, in my opinion, he only passes the ball backwards. Well, well, that's not true. Yeah. yeah okay, you can have that belief if you want, but it's the literal embodiment of fake news. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is just. I I, I know um, without we, trying to delve too deep into politics at the moment, because I know it's a it's a very it's a very touchy oh, subject. Screw it! Everyone's in a bad mood listening <laughs> to this anyway. Why not go for it? Go on. But Eric it, it, Dyer tweeted people's vote today. My God, oh, the replies man. are hilarious. I love him. I just he's now my favourite Spurs player. <laughs> that is it. Careful, I'm done. Careful, careful, <laughs> Brexit means Brexit, Matthew. <laughs> I, I don't care. I but don't. I, I, that it's it's fairly obvious, isn't it? That that that, that look, it 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 appeal, like. With 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 what's happened recently, let's talk about maybe Brexit and and let's say Trump, for example. Mm. It's very much their success. I think. Well, say their success because Brexit's not exactly a success, but they're getting the getting the vote. You know, winning the vote. It's yeah. it's it's not it's not an appeal to facts. It's an appeal to emotion, isn't it? Like that's yeah. why they, you know, they, they, it's been proven that that um, you know they, that memes were were put into people's timelines that appeal yeah. to their emotion like you know uh, if it was an immigration issue there's too many immigrants in here etc etc and i, I had my, my gas fitter come over yesterday while i was listening to the radio and they were talking about politics and he was pro brexit and he was just uh, quoting all kinds of things like you know there's no room in here in this country even though i pointed out yeah. that there's more uh, more land in England, is taken up by golf courses than than are by houses, right? That's a fact, right? But I give him that fact, and he'll come back with, "Yeah, d- no, there's, there's no room, there's no room in this country." So you can you can give people facts, you can tell them actual facts that aren't, you know, ir- it, it, they, they, you can't you can't disprove them that they're a fact. You give them that, and 
they'll just they'll just ignore it because their emotion doesn't tell them that doesn't want them to 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 go down that route. And yeah. it's a, and it's the same I think with, with Spurs. Like you know, if someone's upset with Levy or someone's ups, upset with the ground taking so long or or whatever, yeah. you can give them facts, you can give them reasons, and they're not interested. They want they want no. to be angry, and no matter what you say. You know, yeah. as much as you can prove what you're saying with yeah. with evidential facts, not interested. They want they yeah, want like, to feel yeah. this emotion, and it, and it's just a, it's a human thing. It's a human it's a human kind of instinct thing, isn't it? And yeah. whether it goes back, I haven't looked into it, but it must go back to it must it must go back to surviving or like you know having going by your gut as opposed to what someone's telling you. You know, but that's a that's how people are, and you see it so much, especially now on social media. You know, with this. You know, you you can't you can't argue with some people. No. They just they want they no, want to they want to they want to feel something, and that's it. There's nothing you can say that's going to change their mind. No, uh, yeah, you're spot on. And so, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. There ain't really a debate to be had. I mean, if, if the thing, I, I mean, I say this so much to the point you're going to roll your eyes, but <laughs> people, the thing that gets me is if someone wants to go on our page or anywhere and rant with their opinion. That's fine because it's their opinion. Yeah. I might have a contradictory opinion to that, and I'll sometimes engage, sometimes I won't. People can do that till the cows come home. That doesn't bother me. What winds me up to the point that I cannot measure it is when people go, "Harry Winks only passes backwards." <laughs> fact. <laughs> um, That's not well, a fact. <laughs> no. Here you go, mate. Let me just uh, Oxford Dictionary for you. Look up the word fact. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because clearly you don't know what it means. Oh yeah, well you're you're a you're a levy loving idiot. Fact. Oh my god, you don't even know me. What what are you doing? The the word fact is literally the wrong word. Yeah. Not figuratively, it is literally the wrong word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're literally wrong. Fact. Okay. You're, you're, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. So so that the, the the people who give their opinions and state them as fact is, is aggravating. Um. What one of my one of my favourite ones as well. I, I get called a happy clapper if I'm just like you know. Yeah. Let, let's, let's 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 try and look at the bigger picture. If I ever say anything like you're just a happy clapper, yeah. and I, I think I got called a happy clapping muppet the other week for saying something. Yeah, like you that. did, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I was in a bad mood. I know, it, mate. It, you're it, right, yeah. It'd been a I'll bad day. You. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the time and place, Sam. This is the time and place. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, well, we we've both been called that, and and far worse, just simply for saying, well, we're actually quite happy. I mean, I enjoy watching this team play the majority of the time, and uh, you know, yeah, I know we haven't won a trophy for a while, but I'm still enjoying it. So yeah. my my be all and end all isn't a trophy that we go mad for a day and then the next day it's yesterday's news. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, Man City won the League Cup. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, my mate who's a Man City fan had a great day, really did. If I asked him today what mean it, winning that League Cup meant to him, he just went, um, well, well, it was a nice day. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, was, yeah. it was all right. Is I mean, know, he he doesn't get to take the trophy home with him, does he? So, <laughs> well, this, this is kind of my point, you know. The, the, as a fan, yeah, it's wonderful and it creates a great memory. Like I have got great memories of seeing us win a few competitions in in my lifetime, and I'd love for my daughter to have that as well. So when she gets older, she can remember. Oh, I watched that with my dad. You know, whatever, whatever. That, that's all fine. And yeah, of course I want that. But at the same time, it's not going to be. I'm not going to be um, depressed every day. I can't be. Why? Yeah. Why? Why should I let it affect my life that absolutely. much? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, if it makes you that miserable, damn, stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you know, such a, it's such a tough thing, isn't it, being a football fan? Because <clears throat> I know there are there are stories of people switching allegiances, but yeah, any yeah. true fan is only ever going to support one club for their whole life, yeah, and yeah. it's so frustrating, isn't it? Because you look at players. I mean, like for example, Harry Kane. Like you know, I'd hope to think that he'd stay at Spurs for, for his entire career, but. If he gets to sort of twenty eight, twenty nine, he thinks I fancy winning a couple of trophies. He can. He can just go to another club, but we yeah. can't. We we no. we just like we have to rely yeah, on our um, club winning trophies for us. I, I gotta be honest. The whole you know changing clubs thing. I mean, I came pretty close with the whole AVB thing. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was I was close to buying an MK Don shirt at a severe protest. Is it, is it, you, you seriously know? was thinking of switching allegiances? No, no, I I, I could. There, there's a difference between switching allegiance and just not being involved anymore. A protest and, support. 
<laughs> and I, I genuinely wasn't involved. I, I just completely switched off. You know, sure. I do. We, we were playing games. I didn't watch. I didn't care. I don't even. You know, there could have been weeks gone by. I wouldn't even know what our results were. Sure, sure. I, I, I just completely disengaged because I, I, the disconnect between the team and me was so massive at that point that I just couldn't feel like there were no players there that I felt anything. Yeah. With you know there was no the the coach I couldn't stand I know many people liked him I couldn't stand I felt he was just destroying us um, yeah. the 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 signings etc would come in and were like mercenaries um, you know the, the added by all signing to this day still makes me laugh and cringe in equal yeah, measure yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah there was just so much wrong that when Pochettino came in I was still so jaded that. You know, I was kind of, I don't know who you are. This is just going to be another of the same scenario. <laughs> and, yeah, sure. You know, he did so much to give me my Tottenham back. Yeah. Um, With players coming through the academy, with players that signed that were ready to run through walls, that this group ethos and everything, that I am invested. And I have been invested since he took over and since we've been going um, very, very invested. So, so at this point where we're having this bad, you know, bad time of it at the moment, you know, we've not had a, we've not hit our stride really all season. We've had it in patches, and that, that that's fine because I know that these people are working their asses off to try and get to where we are, and we've got mm. this new stadium, we've got all this other stuff that's going on, and I, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm all right. I'm invested because I trust them. Yeah. Because yeah. they've earned the trust. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not ready to go sacking but I, I don't agree with that and many people you know think we have to but um going back to our games then so we got Liverpool away next um this isn't in order but we've got so the games to finish the league season we got Brighton a home game Huddersfield a home game Man City away West Ham at home Bournemouth away Palace at home and Everton at home so that's five, eight games left five at home three away mm-hmm. uh, the three away are Liverpool Man City and Bournemouth. Uh, nice easy ones. <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll beat Liverpool, Man City and lose to Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Spurs plus one. Put a bet right on. Put, put a bet on that one. So no, I'll no, I, I ain't got the spare money. <laughs> um, uh, the home games, um, I mean, we've not lost a home game in years. So, you know, I feel pretty confident about all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Brighton at home, Huddersfield at home, West Ham at home, Palace at home, Everton at home. Um, uh, not... Uh, it's going to sound disrespectful. I don't mean to be disrespectful to four of those five teams. Um, West Ham can go fuck themselves. <laughs> but genuinely, we should be winning those games. Yes. It's our new stadium. The fans are going to be... The atmosphere is going to be... You know, everything. Those those games need to be won. Need to be won well. Play well. If we lost any of those home games, I'd be shocked and really disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um Again, like I said, not wanting to be disparaging to those teams, uh, except for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, away, Liverpool, Man City, Bournemouth. Bournemouth's a tough place to go and get a result, but at the same time, we've not only gone there and got results, we've gone there and given them a bit of a Yeah, hiding. we've smashed them, haven't we, a few times. I know it's yeah. nil a couple, about two or three years ago, but normally we sort of win four or five, don't we? Yeah, so again, um, I'd back us. I'd, I feel we could go there and get a result, definitely. Like I said, I feel like we can go to Liverpool and get a result. Uh, you know, Man City, less so. Man City is the one team that I feel very like they've got our number. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't work out why that is, you know, because I see us match up to them sometimes and I think we, we've got the players to hurt them. Yeah, I agree. Why, yeah. why the hell is it we... We seem to get overrun by that. It's possible that Gordy, um, you know, Pep's got Poch number, but at the same time, we've had a good run of time to for Poch to think about it to try and come up with a new plan. They didn't exactly hammer us at Wembley, so. Uh, but anyway, moving away from the Premier League games, then um, let's talk about a few things. We have had the stadium announcement. We are going home. How do you feel, mate, as a season ticket holder? It's just. The news we needed after again yeah. the, the 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 result that we're not trying to avoid talking about brilliant yeah. news absolutely fantastic news it's just um, mate it's like as you say as a season ticket holder it's just giving me tingles like you know the fact that we're going back I mean I, I I've not I've completely avoided going to Tottenham and seeing the ground I just yeah. want my first experience to be hopefully fingers crossed because I have applied for those two test events that to be my first experience 
Is the ballot today for that? It is no. That well, the the ballots actually uh, the so we are, I think there's I think it's forty five thousand for the Legends game and thirty thousand yeah, for the yeah. Southampton game. Isn't the under 18s yeah. So I've applied for both, um, but I'm hoping because well, what, go on. I was just going to say if you get the under 18s game, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be there. Are you going to be there? Are you? Yeah, I've had an invitation. Oh, nice. From Someone who I'm not allowed to say okay. on the podcast. <laughs> oh, nice. We but might. Fu- he, we might. He, um, go on. He, he, well, if if I go, I get to go in like the posh bit. Oh wow! And the gallery thing, and um, I have to wear a shirt and tie. I'm not allowed to wear a shirt. Uh, Fantastic. But uh, I I replied and said, "Can I go in the cheese room?" Okay. And he replied saying, "Perhaps I shouldn't bring you." <laughs> <laughs> so so I think I have an offer to go to that. I will have to double check. Oh nice. Apparent, apparently walking around the place going, "Right, Daniel, where's my cheese room?" isn't going to be a good. <laughs> is it going to work? Yeah. Well, but all all joking aside, did you read the guide they sent out? Uh, I. Did you mean what? Just in regards to just the, the two games, I didn't. I They've sent out a guide to the new stadium, so it's like a sixteen-page, eighteen-page kind of booklet talking about all the facilities and everything. No, I haven't read this. There is reference to the cheese room. It is a joke. Ah. There is a reference to a cheese room. Okay. If you, I'll, I'll dig it out for you later on. I'll send it to you. But if you haven't read it, if you're a fan and you've seen that and just gone, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Have a have a look through because there's actually some quite funny stuff in there. I'll have a read of that. Fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. they um they've they've said that uh, this is what what's kind of puzzling me as to, as to how they're going to kind of uh, allocate the the, the successful yeah. people because we we've basically got to sit in the seat that's our season ticket seat. Yeah. So I don't know if that means that there'll be like a so for example will they I take it then that they'll not fill the whole of the south because obviously then you've got fans that all dotted around the stadium so I'm, I'm wondering whether they'll say right in the north we're going to allocate maybe half the people that have applied and in the south we're going to allocate half the people that have applied because I, I can't with it being sort of especially with the Southampton one it's only going to be half capacity so we've yeah. got we've got 42,000 it's 42,000 season ticket holders so both I mean both games well, really I mean the second yeah. one the Legends one I'm hoping that I'm kind of almost I don't want to kind of put the, the kiss of death on it but I'm hoping that I've got a really good chance with that one That yeah, that's the one the, I want to go the to Legends, yeah. Yeah, the Legends game I, I think season to go as if you've applied I think you're going to get it but yeah. the, the Southampton game I did read a lot about how they want to try and reward a few of the local local people and stuff as well sure. so yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Talk, but, um, talking I'll... about the Legends game, though, Sam, I, I, I shared the good news with you, didn't I? That I found out yesterday. Well, who... About Gary Mabber. Yeah, he's going to be the yes. he's going to be the gaffer. <laughs> yeah, damn straight, best player ever. Yeah, oh, I love him. Um, he's lived in London for all these years, and he's still got his Bristolian accent. Brilliant. What a hero to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I've never met him. He's like a bucket list thing of someone I need to shake his hand at some point. Yeah. A Bristolian who went on the captain Tottenham as a club legend. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My my Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> um, I yeah, I think I, I read an article yesterday, um, talking about the new stadium and everything, and it related to Spurs ladies. Okay. Um, I want to get your opinion on it and just sort of put it out there on the podcast. So, the article was written about how Tottenham are kind of letting Spurs ladies down by not giving them the opportunity to be the first or be a test event. Sure. Um, I can't be honest with you. I read it. Now I'm a big, uh, I'm a fan of Spurs ladies. We as a podcaster page uh, actually sponsored two of the players in there. We've had an interview with Anna who's been on. I'd like to think that the ladies who listen and the fans that listen uh, know that we're fans, but I can't be honest with you. I read the article and it, it aggravated me. A little bit because there there isn't any divine right in this world that anybody should have got the test event. Sure, and I think if the stadium was in a place to be ready, and the game that was lined up in particular would have been a Spurs ladies game, then it could well have been a Spurs ladies game that yeah. got the test event. As it works out, there was the Southampton under 18s Everything got cancelled, rearranged. And it wasn't rearranged to become a test event. It was rearranged just because of the fixture problem. Yeah, and sure. then it became a test event. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I don't know. I, I get I get a little bit aggravated where people want to be offended or annoyed by things all the time. Yeah, and it's, it's just... I, I, see, it's, I know exactly what you mean. And it's not like... 
that they've gone right. Okay, uh, who are we going to give this to? Right, we're going to ignore the yeah. Spurs ladies. We're going to give it to yeah. the, uh, the the yeah. under 18s. It's literally like you say. It's just it's it's what's what's come up. It, it's, there's there's no yeah. there's no deliberate choice to avoid. Uh, no deliberate no. Uh, attempt to avoid a certain uh, uh, no. a team. It's just like you say, luck of the draw. If, it, if the Spurs ladies, if they, if, it, if if you don't fit into them, then yeah. they would have got it and. Yep. Rightly so, you know. It's just how it's um, happened. So yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. And it, 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 I mean, the article went up. Now a couple of the Spurs ladies players uh, kind of put it out there on Twitter as well. Um, I, I I honestly don't know about that. I I honestly think you're you're playing for a club. You're representing a club. Um, I think if a member of the first team had put something out there which was very anti what the club are doing, um, they'd be in a lot of trouble over it. Now mm. there are a lot of stuff that the Spurs club can do to help the ladies team genuinely now I, I, I'm genuinely there is a lot more they can be doing and if the the Spurs ladies continue this amazing season they're having and they actually make it up into the, the ladies super league they need to become a professional team yeah I agree you know yeah. and they need to be full-time professional the the players will need to be signed a contract center, and the club will need to invest money to do that mm. um I 100% think they should. 100% think yeah, they should. Yeah. And I, I I, don't... There's not any part of me that thinks it won't happen. I could be proven completely wrong and I could feel very let down. And I will voice that if it happens. But right now, there's nothing going on that makes me think that the club are going to do that. And the thing is, you've got to remember, this ladies' team is developing year on year. You know, this is their first season in at this level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's their first season where the, the the men's team they're they're training full time at Hotspur Way and stuff like that. So, it is developing. It's not like it was ten years ago where basically the club would send them a few used shirts. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. We, you know, so it is developing. It is getting better. The the ties are getting stronger, and and I hope that continues and and the ladies' team can develop. But I I often find the sort of oh it it's inequality. It, it drains out when inequality really exists. Yeah, and and you know what? It, it goes back, it, Sam. It just it goes back to what we was talking about earlier about this kind of emotion taking over the actual facts of something. Yeah. You know, like you, you're gonna you're gonna get people like you know. And I'm not saying I'm not. You know, I know you're saying it about the, some of the some of the Spurs ladies commenting on it in the article, yeah. but I, I'm presuming that their 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 first thoughts are right. Why haven't we been given this right? So they're instantly yeah. upset, right? And I get yeah. that, right? But then. All you've got to say is point out, like you said, that that the club haven't decided against putting you, put, you know, letting you have a test event. It's literally yeah. just how the dates have happened. It's, it's yeah. that's the actual fact of it. That, that's not just take the emotion out no. of it. Take take the what's making you upset. Just calmly look at the facts. And if you calmly look at the facts, you'll realise that you've not. It's, there's no discrimination there. It's 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 not. It's not. It's a moot point. This discrimination no. in this particular example because no one's been discriminated discriminated against. Mm-hmm. It's literally just. The dates that have, you know, that, 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 that that's the way they are. Yeah. That's the simple fact yeah, of it. Yeah, I you mean, know? yeah, no, you're right. And I mean, but people are going to feel how they feel, like you said yeah, to me earlier. I know. On, and, 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 and no, no amount of facts is going to change that emotion, no, is it? Uh, yeah. No, and, and that's what I mean. And uh, some of them, I mean, there because there was a lot of talk for a while about test events coming up and Spurs ladies have home fixtures, etc. And uh, it was a lot of talk. And I think perhaps because that talk surrounded it for so long, I think a lot of the players perhaps got excited. Yeah, sure. Know, oh, yeah, it could be us. Mm. So when it was announced it wasn't, possibly they all just feel a bit let down. Yeah. Like, oh, well, why the hell isn't it us? And <laughs> I get that. Mm. And it's the same. I think the Spurs under-18s, perhaps the under-23s especially, are probably thinking, hey, yeah. what the hell? We've had to play the Steve Nish, <laughs> You know, um <laughs> Yeah, you got me. Yeah, he loves Stevenage. That's a nice grang that is. Um, they should count themselves bloody lucky you know, saying it's Stevenage. It's quite funny because uh, you know I live quite close to Stevenage, and uh, um, yeah, I, know. I go past. I go, actually when I go to work, cause I work in Stevenage now. But when I go past the ground, the, yeah. the, 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 they're rebuilding the um, the stand that, that faces the road, oh, and it's okay, quite a yeah. main road as well. So literally, you drive past and you just, you're just watching a game of football. And, and yeah. every time I go past when there's a match on, you get about. A dozen people just standing there watching the game that clearly yeah. are just like, I'm not going to pay. I'm just going to stand and no, watch through the fence. Up, yeah. 
Yeah, charming. Yeah, support your local club. No, it's not no. that, mate. I'm going to watch it for free over here. No, brilliant. Um, but uh, just speaking of the academy, very briefly, uh, Troy Parrott, uh, someone who I'm a big fan of, has been called up to the Ireland under-21s team for oh, the awesome. first time. Awesome. Uh, he only turned 17 a couple of months ago, signed his first professional deal with us, and now he's been called up to the under-21s. Uh, very, very talented young man. Hopefully got a big future. Um, uh, again, we were talking about Spurs ladies. Spurs ladies have got this amazing season and they've got a fantastic chance of being promoted and it would just bring so much and the club, that you know, but they need every bit of support they can get. They play at Chessant. Is that the right way of saying yeah, that? Yeah, it's Chessant, mate. You're right, yep. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because I, I, I said it wrong earlier and it, came out just don't, don't say up. chess hunt <laughs> there you go yeah yeah because the sea and the hunt <laughs> yeah you say that wrong and woo, people. we need to get that bleak yeah, machine now <laughs> yeah definitely it's like saying the word soul anyway um yeah get down there if you can find their fixtures uh they got their own website the fixtures are also listed on the main website for tottenham hotspur we got information on our site spursnews.co.uk message the facebook page get in touch with us if you're interested but they, you know, they've only got a few games left and they could really use all the sport possible, all the sport going. they got Man United coming there who are a full-time professional team. Um, if they can pick up a result there, they are pretty much guaranteed yeah. to, to be going up this season. Um, it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal season. They Yeah, just help them get over the line. Um, the other thing I meant to say is the Spurs eight, under 18s are going to be playing the test event. Do you know who they're uh, in the dugout? Their coach for the game will be. Yeah, our very own Ryan Mason. Oh yes, one yeah. of our own. Yes. Um, Ryan has been shadowing the under 18s coaching. Uh, the under 18s coach left to join the Fulham first team recently, which was a bit of a kick in the gonads. To be honest with you, he was he very very well thought of at the club, so I was a bit gutted about that. But um, I'm kind of hoping they appoint Ryan Mason full time as the under 18s coach. I, I know you mentioned it uh, when, when we when we broke yeah. the news on the podcast. And yeah. Do you know what? When you, as soon as you did, I was like, mate, that's 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 such a great call. I think yeah. he'd be he'd be perfect for it. Well, he's still doing his coaching, but if they can find a way, I, yeah, just I, I can't think of a more. You know, he's been there, seen it, done it. He has graduated from that academy. I can't think of a better mentor for the young players. Of course, and also he's a he's a diehard Tottenham fan as well, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll he'll be pretty much tattooing the cockerel on all of yeah. them as they arrive. Yes. You know, so yeah, yeah <laughs> you will live and breathe this, you little buggers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's that time of the podcast where uh, we open it up now to to our Facebook page. Um, I think we had now Facebook was down yesterday, which meant that people had to talk to each other. Oh, that's um, weird. Yeah, I know. Isn't that it's really bizarre? Because Facebook went down, which meant Instagram was down and WhatsApp wasn't working. I don't know about you, mate, but for like three or four hours, I had no one bothering me. It was. Yeah, amazing. It was, it was, it was. Do you know? I, I didn't actually realise. Now I think about it. Yeah, it was, everything was really quiet. Yeah, That's so yeah it was. It was bliss for me, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I cannot put in the words how how much I appreciated having that break. But uh, now I've said that. Thank you to everyone on our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, it is time. It is time to go to our Facebook page. Now it's time for your comments. Right, you ready for this? Because I haven't read these yet and I'm dreading it. Let's because go, I swear mate. to God, if any of them mention a signing Gareth Bale or let's talk about how crap we are, I may lose it. Do you, do you, know, do you know what we need to do? Um, we, we, need to, <laughs> we need to have a little... Like, You need to find this sound effect because you're the guy that does all this, uh, yeah. uh, Sam. You need to find a sound sound effect or even get the voiceover guy to have like a little like a Saxon or something every time we hear yeah. about Gareth Bale... Uh, Christian Eriksen yeah. leaving. Who are we going to sign? <laughs> yeah, so basically, if I get the same question that we've asked and answered every single week, <laughs> I'm just going to record a stock answer, and that stock answer is going to be go. F- <laughs> anyway, um, I sound really rude and grumpy this week. Sorry, everybody. I'm a bit tired. Um, I need I need a nap. <laughs> um, Alpesh K Patel, hello Alpesh, lovely to hear from you again. Please don't ask about bail. Now I've said that. Um, I think the chickens have come home to roost. 
Let us just say we have come very disappointed with our away performances and not really showed up for a full 90 minutes. I've been saying for a while now we need team enrichment. I always really like his way. I know, I do as well, yeah, team enrichment, I like it. Uh, (laughs) We do not have a full complement of a squad to do the things to get us over the line. Do we need to question the club's attitude in the acquisition of players uh, and our scouting? Um, Do we need a sporting director? Uh, Should we question what Mr. Mitchell did? Who, apart from Mauricio Pochettino, is looking for the next? players um okay well it's a little bit to dive into there um i think the easiest thing to answer out of that is has our recruitment been poor well yeah yeah it's um when we have <laughs> well yeah when we have signed players they've not developed really to the level we want them to be and for the last two windows we've done nothing mm, and if you if you stand still in football you go backwards mm. So yeah, it's been poor. Yeah, it needs to change. That's I, I, I can't. Uh, you know, me and you talked a lot about the squad. Talked a lot about if the manager can't find the player he wants, we shouldn't sign anyone. And I do still stand by that. You shouldn't make signings for signing's sake. Absolutely. But the more I learned about like the Jack Greedis situation, for example, when we when we were in for him, that's a player that the manager wanted. That's a player we could have signed for twenty five million quid, mm. but we lowballed him and lowballed him until Aston Villa actually got some outside investment and were able to go. Do you know what? He ain't going unless you pay forty million. Mm. On deadline time. day, on deadline day, we then offered the twenty five million, and they're like, "No, we told you, mm. it's now forty million. It's such so, disappointing, isn't it? It is, and that's what aggravates me. That that there is where I have a problem with Daniel Levy." That is the perfect example of someone who is so business-minded, so think they're not actually thinking about the football side of it. Because if you thought about the football side of it, Jack Greenish would have probably signed a five-year deal. Mm. 25 million quid for a five-year... You know, even if he only stayed for those five years, he's homegrown. He is a player who would give direct competition to Christian Eriksen in our team, which we've been desperately needed for years... And twenty five million in this current market it's a steal, is isn't it? oh. is a steal. Mm. So why not get quoted that and go, yep, done. Mm. Get him in early. He's got a whole preseason with Mauricio, who everyone must now trust is one of the great coaches for developing players. So that's where I have that problem. That is my main thing. When he gets these deals for players, and you kind of think, oh wow, we you know we paid. 11 million for or 12 million for Christian Eriksen and stuff like that. You say, Oh, wow, what a bargain that was! There's a gamble because yeah, we paid that for Christian Eriksen, we also paid that for Kevin Nkudu, yeah, absolutely. We yeah. also paid that for Najai, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, Clinton. So it's a gamble, and if you just keep gambling, yeah, eventually one might hit. But you know, if we hadn't had Harry Kane come through our academy. Where would we be right now? Yeah, absolutely. I agree, mate. So our transfer policy needs massively, massively to look at. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Alpesh there. Yep. Alpesh talks about who actually is doing the scouting. There is a, a vast scouting network of both full-time, part-time, and even some who work on a consultancy basis. So, for example, David Pleat works for the club on a consultancy basis, and he watches... League 2, League 1, the Championship. That guy is at every football match you can imagine. He just he lives football. He's there every day. Mm. <laughs> um, and David Pleat still does stuff with the club. The actual transfer committee at the club is made up of John McDermott, who's the head of the academy. Um, you know, the, the head of all of the young players, everything at the club, all the academy sides. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino, uh, Steve Hitchin, who's the chief scout, and Daniel Levy. Um, so if they identify players, that's the committee, if you like, that sits down and talks about it. But since becoming manager at the club and no longer head coach, the the buck stops with the boss. Mm. Pop, he says yeah or nay, and then Daniel goes to try and sign him. Um, and unfortunately, that's where we're falling down, in my opinion, because. To me, if I was the chairman of Tottenham Hotspur, paying twenty five million for Jack Grealish is the most sensible business you're going to do. Yeah, I agree. You know, like I remember when Everton signed Jordan Pickford to 30 million quid, and I remember everyone like, that's mad, that's insane. It's like, well, 
let's analyse it a second. They've just spent that on a goalkeeper who's probably going to be their first choice keeper for 10, 12 plus years. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, it's not. It's mm. not madness. It's actually and, and a it, massive investment. Yeah, and, and also, like, if they say, like, four or five years down the line, uh, if yeah. they go to, to to sell him or, you know, yeah. someone else comes along, he's still young, so they'll, they'll still get at yeah. least what they, they signed him for. So, it's, it's a very low-risk signing, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. spot on. Jack Grealish, in five years' time, due to the market inflation, would sell for more than twenty-five million. Yeah, of course. And he'd be in his prime yeah. in five years. I mean, he's, in, he's doing yeah. well now, but I mean, what would he be like? Yeah. Twenty-five, twenty-six in that time. So yeah. he'd be in the absolute prime of his life. So we'll yeah. at least get what we signed him for. Yep. When he's not getting punched in the back of the head <laughs> by opposition fans, he's playing really well. <laughs> fair play to him in that game, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think I think he earned himself a, a fair few more admirers. Yeah. He, he, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, like he's, if you look at him. He's not his first reaction isn't to get back up and try to smack the other guy. It's no. just to sit there. And, it's probably yeah. more shock than anything, wasn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think I'd be in shock. But also, mm. I think when you analyse incidents like that, that the most worrying thing. I think Dan said it in our chat. The guy could have had a knife. Yeah, the guy exactly. could have had anything yeah. in his hand. He could yeah. have had brass knuckles and done Absolutely. serious damage. Yeah. You know what the hell? Mm. You know that shouldn't ever happen. But mm. anyway, that's a that's a side discussion. So the next one is Kieran KP Plummer says, should we let our promising youngsters whose deals are soon to expire leave, or improve their contracts and loan them out, or give them a run with the first team training wise? Um, this is probably different. more your your speciality, Sam, isn't it? Yeah, apologies. Um, Jack Rolls, he scores goals, should be given a contract and should be with the first team. The reason he's not with the first team is because, uh, I don't know, it's a mystery to me. Uh, typically, we have a rule. If a player's running down their contracts or have indicated they want to leave, then the club don't reward them with first team training and stuff like that. They, they, the club kind of starts to lose interest, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, from everything I've been told, Jack isn't doing that the club just simply haven't offered him a new deal yeah which seems either mind-bogglingly arrogant that you think this kid's gonna wait till the summer and then just sign an extension on the same terms or something or just awful awful management but at the same time and i do try and stress this quite a lot i can watch the academy play everything like that. i i don't get to go to training sessions i don't get to speak to the kids you know <laughs> behind the scenes for all i know Jack could be an absolute ass to everybody at the club. Yeah, <laughs> they're looking and, and, to just let him go. And the thing is, it's like it's it's, it's quite. I think um, like we talk about it quite a lot, but at, at this stage in the development, attitude is just so vital, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. Mm. And but it, to me, logically watching him as a player, there is no logic in letting that kid leave from yeah. a, from a football or a business sense. So from if you were looking at him from a footballer, he scores goals constantly, like like just arrives at the right time, scores, great finish. He's a midfielder. Mm. So you you'd want that. You'd want that to be around a team like Delhi, you know, he just arrives and scores. Now from a business point of view, if you're letting him go for free, this is a guy who's a twenty, thirty million pound footballer when he's established somewhere. Yeah, sure. So why why the hell would you let him go yeah, for exactly. free? Exactly, it's an investment, isn't it? Yeah, so so that's madness. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, Kieran, I'm not sure. I mean, there's a few players that need to leave when their deals run out, just because it's better for their careers, and the club needs to free up the space because we got a lot of under 16s coming through when they turn 17. We need the space to offer them deals. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question, Mark Fester Theobald says, now that it looks like Bale, oh. <laughs> where's that klaxon? <laughs> Oh God! Um, now it looks like Bale is on his way out of Real Madrid. Would there be a possibility that we could get him? I think it would be a great asset to the club. Uh, Mark, I, I don't know what to say, mate. We talked about this so much. Um, t- t- Gareth Bale is on. Uh, I read the article yesterday because I, I sometimes I, I wonder if sensationalism's got in front of the facts. But Gareth Bale at Real Madrid before tax so not after tax but before tax is earning roughly 600,000 euros a week now I think when you bring that into sterling you tax it all down or whatever you you do a variation that would equate to Tottenham to meet his current wage demands would be paying him just over half a million a week oh jeez now Harry Kane is the highest paid player at the club quite rightly if he earns all of his bonuses hitting his targets, which I've got no doubt he does because he has done for years, 
Harry's taking home about 300 grand a week. Um, Harry has in his contract that he's always going to be in the top tier of paid players at the club. So it means not only if you sign Bale does that mean Harry gets his money increased to the same... It means every other player in the squad goes, whoa, yeah. hold on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm on a hundred grand a week. Them pair up there are earning a million quid between them. Well, who, what are you saying? I'm not worth that? Mm. And you create absolute disharmony. Um, it's purely because of the financial. I cannot see it ever happening. And the other thing that uh, people seem to mistake as well, which gareth i'm sure has quite nice memories of being a tottenham player and you know basically we made him you know he made it whilst he was with us but if he if he's ever asked who's his club it's southampton yeah so there's no sentimentality there's no part of gareth bale that's gonna go do you know what i'd love to go back and play in that new tottenham stadium mm-hmm. you know there's there there isn't he might like to do it in a real madrid shirt but he ain't gonna, it isn't a case of that. Now, I could be proven horrifically wrong here, but I think I've got more chance of sprouting a fanny than I have of Gareth Bale <laughs> playing for Tottenham again. So, let's, let's, move let's on not even go there, Sam, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, that's made a few people spit their coffee out, I'm sure. Um, Nicholas Avogusti. Sorry, mate, I probably butchered your name there. Apologies. Uh, after four years, is the squad becoming stale? And if so, where does it need freshening up? Go on, Matt. Take it. Take it away. <laughs> uh, I, I, it definitely needs freshening up. I mean, I, 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 we've got a great squad. But it, it's just, you know, we we talk about it quite a lot. But, you know, I, I'll say what I, I normally say is that we need a couple of world-class players or like a player like Zaha or a couple of players just to, Almost, I think get us get us over the edge, if you like, you know, with with uh, where we are. But I genuinely I, I, thought you were going to say we need Gareth Bale. No, also, no. The, the, <laughs> the language that was about to be unleashed. But we, we we've got. I, I, from a going style point of view, no, I don't think so. I I, I think that we we've got a great young, uh, hungry squad, but mm. just possibly not a, a squad that's possibly good enough to get us pace to the point of winning trophies that's where I think we are yeah I think a few of them have have shown that perhaps uh, I'll tell you what um, remind me I'll share an article with you which is great talking about recruitment of top teams and the top recruiters in football Mm. and they're recruiting players and the main thing they're looking at is how they cope under pressure sure um, interest, very interesting article because it talks a lot about how Liverpool adopted this approach with the recruits they've made for this season. Okay, that's quite interesting. And ov- yeah. obviously, Liverpool have done very well this season, yeah. and the players that have brought in, that's that was the main criteria. How do they cope with pressure? Mm. How do they cope in situations, big games? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, okay. So the last one is from someone whose surname I'm not even going to attempt. So hello, Nicholas. Um, can we talk about how abysmal the substitutions were against Southampton? No, we can't. <laughs> we're not talking there about the Southampton game. I'm not talking about that game at all. Um, okay, it's rude because you took the time to message, so I'll just say, overall, the whole situation was poor. The substitutions, the manager's in the stand, Jesus is on the bench, there's probably telephone calls going on, WhatsApp messages bouncing backwards and forwards. Um, the whole thing was an absolute cluster, you know. Yeah, it just yeah. it went wrong. The second yeah. half, I I've I've seen Pochettino angry now. Currently, <laughs> yeah. game Mike Dean. Um, I've seen him annoyed at our performances. I've never seen him like he did at the end of that game. Look just so baffled, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like at halftime, everybody sat in there like, "This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do." You know. We're, we're not, you know, this game's not over here over, we go back out, it's still nil-nil, you know, forget the goal, you know, we just got to go out and win the second half, and then nothing, yeah. you know, didn't, didn't try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Danny Rose, not not my favourite person at the start of the season, I've forgiven him, I know how much that means to him, um, but him doing a step over when the ball's running across our goal line, <laughs> he just, it's just one of those things where you, f- you think to yourself, it's like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> like, what what, what went through his mind? But I know what went through his mind. His mind was, there's no one behind me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That's Unfortunately, what he's thinking, yeah. there was. Yes, there was. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, just just a batshit second half football, and mm-hmm. we got to shake it off because mm-hmm. if we go to Liverpool and win, they were kind of where we should be. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. So, uh, it's still in our hands. So let's let's see what we can do. But mate, um, you know, I don't think there's anything else. Uh, there's certainly no more comments. Big thank you to everybody who messaged in. Um, anything else you want to cover off this week? No, I'm, I know. Obviously, we, we had a little chat about the stadium, but it is just—it yeah. is great news. It's, it really is. It's just like yeah. finally we, we're going there, and yeah, I just can't wait, can't wait yeah. to be in that new stadium. Tottenham's going home. Yes. Uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. Um, we will be back next week, of course, uh, or or maybe I don't know. We might take a week off. We'll see how this week goes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a big thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, keep in touch via the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Spurs News. Check out the website, www.spursnews.co.uk. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we'll probably send out ravens with messages as well. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, good talking to you, mate. I'll speak to you next week. Yeah, take care, mate. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.